right, what's up? This is Dilio. Represent DilioT2K.com with D. This is the Red Herb Podcast. You guys have been asking for it. Here it is. This is Yay. our first time trying this out. And I have uh, D here. And today's topic, we're going to talk about um, the bright side of the COVID situation and quarantine. We're going to talk about um, how people have kind of been... Actually, we're just going to talk about maybe our own personal positive experiences from the situation versus um, the negative. We know a lot about the negative story. We've heard about people uh, losing their lives, losing their jobs, the economy. But hopefully in this podcast that we're doing right here, we're talking about some of the positive outcomes that comes from uh, the COVID situation. And I definitely have some ideas about what positive came out of it myself. But D, I'm going to let you kind of start off and let me know what have been some of your positive experiences uh that, or maybe some things that you've seen positive come out of the COVID situation? Um, so I'll start with this. It's like um, sometimes I feel like, okay, so personally, I feel like for myself, um, I was just kind of like in a place where I was really comfortable with how things were in my life and although I didn't like all of it I didn't know how to stop and reset and just kind of reboot um, and that was kind of like where I got lost with myself so what I was trying to say is that when COVID hit of course it's horrible and um, I feel really really sorry for those who lost their loved ones and everything yes yeah. um, but also like it's also an indefinite like eye-opener yeah yeah and even for people who are taking a closer look at their health um you know yeah and they are you know like okay we're in atlanta right atlanta has really nothing more to do than go out and club and party and yeah bar hop and you know i mean it was so much fun but at the same time it's like without the covid situation i feel like that's all we would have kept doing not that everyone does that all the time but i'm just saying so when that kind of someone had to put a halt on it and that Uh was COVID. (laughs) right exactly exactly i I could agree with that i think i've i've had the feeling as a independent artist and music producer i tell you every night even before that it just felt like before the COVID situation it seems like every night i saw somebody's flyer or somebody's event some producer Mm -hmm. battle some music event showcase for artists mm-hmm. and i'm speaking as this from an independent artist perspective uh tying into this experience before uh covid kind of really happened there was a big feeling of missing out mm-hmm. it was a there's a it was just this crazy thought i have these crazy thoughts or these crazy deductions that come out of thin air and that crazy deduction was okay if i don't go to this event then i'm not hustling right but if i don't go to this battle and not network at this event or go to this event, then I'm not I'm not doing the right thing because I still come from the side of still trying to get to the goal. Mm-hmm. I still come from the side of still trying to get to where I want to be in life on a music career tip. Mm-hmm. So when COVID happened, all that shut down, all these events that I had to wonder about, should this be the event I go to? And all the events that would start off late like like open mic showcases and things of that nature that 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 say doors open at nine we start at ten and then they don't start till midnight 
and you don't get to perform till like one o'clock in the morning. All that was gone. And it was actually kind of a relief for me because mm-hmm. now I didn't have the back of my mind of this this FOMO or fear of missing <laughs> right. out from events. So that was a benefit for me. Uh, two, one thing I like about is the increased encouragement of working from home. But that works for me, but maybe not the person who has a child that they're raising and they kind of have school there uh, to, to take care of the child right, during right. the day doing work. Uh, but this is about more of the positive side. So one thing I did like seeing uh, that probably people were uncomfortable with was people in parks, mm-hmm. uh, people getting out and doing stuff more constructive. I think another situation that was positive was that I was kind of being Netflixed out and and entertainment out. Mm-hmm. So where it's very easy to come home and get lost in a series. And I'm sure it could happen again if I start watching another series i find a nice series on netflix and i start watching an episode after episode after episode binge. after episode and start binge watching now it's like okay i've watched every movie i've seen i've seen everything disney plus has to offer everything netflix has to offer whatever movie i've i've already afraid I've, I've watched all this entertainment to consume the same so much so it's like okay what else is there that's more constructive right for your time and i don't know have you encountered anything like that yes definitely um so when it comes to time, I feel like people were always, you know, making it an excuse like they have no yeah. time, which is true. Right. Um, it's just time is time was very limited, and now yeah. like we still are, you know, kind of like trying to make time for things that we want to do. But at the same time, after COVID, post COVID, right? Um, I feel like we have a bit more time on our hands where we can find, um you know, the connections or like the hobbies that we, yeah. we were kind of like neglecting or yeah. forgetting yeah, or didn't have enough time to actually, you know, yeah, get to do. So that was definitely a plus for me, for me. Like I got to, you know, right. Yeah. I think definitely, there's definitely a, a little bit more time. Uh, uh, like I said that I feel less of a time crunch during my day because and like, here's one of my crazy thoughts that I deduced from nothing, <laughs> right? So I no longer felt like, since there wasn't a bunch of events at night, I didn't feel like, one, I was missing out on them anymore. Uh, two was, I think, theoretic, I think, but I'm not taking the commute I used to take, because I used to take this commute that would kill me. But the job was better than what I did before because before I was a driver. Mm-hmm. I was a chauffeur. And so I lived, breathed, and ate Atlanta traffic. Mm-hmm. It was a very hard life for me. But I did what I had to do to survive to make it work. And now my commute is a little bit shorter. I think there's a little bit less cars on the road because there's a lot of those cars where people that had to drive all the way to the office that they work and now they're working from home. Mm -hmm. I still feel like I have a clown face on my face because I'm one of the clowns that still have to get up and go to work. Um, But I'm not going to read too far deep into that. But I think it's just an interesting dynamic of that change of the work from home situation. So I I do appreciate that. But now... I think it's very interesting. It's like a lot of things that are taken away from you that you think mattered. Mm-hmm. Now they're gone and now they don't matter as much as you thought they did. 
if that makes any sense. Have you experienced anything like that? Yes. And I felt the same way, but mine was kind of like what matters so much to me now that I don't have those, I find what really matters a lot more to me. Yeah. And things that kind of like sustain me mentally and emotionally Uh for the long haul, you know? Yeah. Which I'm so grateful for. And um, like for me, my health. Right. Health, um, definitely, um, it's a, it's a, you know, mental, like, energy booster, it's a confidence booster. Yeah. It's like, you know, I get, I can feel good and look good and, you know, feel safe. Right. With my health, you know? And so it's, that's definitely, and I'm not just like, you know, half-assing it, like, I'm actually putting in the work to, you know, um, get there you and yeah. i both you know yeah. so yeah it's definitely um there and then you know we get to kind of take a step back and look at family right versus yes friends are important and we, right. we connect with friends still but the thing is like family is really important and we yeah. kind of neglect them sometimes when we're in the real world like you yeah. know dealing with our lives right you know yeah and just to piggyback on friends, you know, at, you know, coming into adulthood with friends, I, I learned a hard lesson uh, with friends in adulthood. It's the, it's the, I don't know if you've ever been through a transition like this or anybody listening has been through a transition like this. It's the transition of middle school, high school, early college years. Your friends were easy to get around, easy to access easy to get together and enjoy yourselves and I had a good time with that growing up however I sort of maintained the same status I didn't I didn't really settle down I moved away I didn't settle down but then these friends sort of just kind of started being harder to access Mm -hmm. and it kind of turned into really for honesty me being the only one interested in keeping in contact Mm -hmm. and hanging out and that was a hard pill to swallow. I've told other close friends of mine, I'm like, I'm the one to last, I'm like one of the last people to know when the party's over with mm-hmm. because I'm really enjoying myself. I have an optimist, but then things change, uh, situations change and, you know, people start families and all that stuff. So if they're not as, it's not, they just don't have the time anymore. But, I, but there's a part of me that says, well, if, if it's worth it to you, you'll make the time. Right. And it's just a, a different transitional thing. So, Coming back to the topic about post-COVID situations, uh, it really does allow you to focus on the things that matter most to you. And I think it's a great opportunity to get out and get healthy. This is why I started running back in March. This is about to be the seventh month I'm running. And I'm still learning new things about myself. But one thing I've, I've been able to really appreciate is being consistent with it and, um, and just building from that. Uh, because now... It's not only just for, say, mental health, but now it's like it's for actual health. Now it's like, okay, since this is what's going on, something else, whatever comes on, I'm not trying to, and I don't even, I don't want to be one of those scary podcasts like, oh, watch out, this is this, that's not where I'm at, that's not where I'm trying to go. But I think logically, spiritually, whatever, I can come to the fact that if I do things that make me healthier, then I'll be better prepared for more things than I would be if I have not. 
Of course, definitely. And that is uh, a a true thing. There mm-hmm. um, is has he have you kind of come to conclusions about health or anything throughout this whole COVID thing? Yes. Um. So. So the number one thing is health. I believe, without health, what do we have? You know, like right. if we can have all the money in the world, we can have um. You know the the best loving boyfriends the best right. you know loving girlfriends or you know all these friends but then if our health is declining right we can't be in the now with them you know right. and it's just a constant worry that's going to shadow over us so i feel like this was a good pause for people to just open their eyes a little bit and realize that yes jobs are important and everything right. is important but health should not be neglected and right i feel like like you said, we see a lot more people being active and, you know, we see a lot of people more, you know, physically like yeah. in tune with what they're, you know, trying to do so right. they can stay healthy, which is great. Right. I feel like that happened to me too, in a sense. Uh-huh. Um, and so I feel like that's also another thing that helped me get through everything, like the quarantine, like I was able to stay sane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so most, for the most part. Right. And it's just, I feel like I have insurance. <laughs> right. Gotcha. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so we're almost on our time for this podcast. What do you think is going to be the first thing that people take for granted after this? Uh, uh, like, say, March is here. It's 2021. What do you think will be the first thing or that you think most people will take for granted, if you think that they will, from this situation when things kind of fall into a normalcy when a new normal becomes when it's when the new normal is no longer new mm-hmm. and it becomes normal what do you think people will default to or forget about i think i got some ideas but i want to know what you think i think um like people are going to just abuse the idea or um the feeling of comfort okay again Right. Like they're not going to be so like vigilant. Yeah, and like um more um help me, what's the word I'm looking for? Like okay, um, alert, vigilant. Alert, um more like careful, cautious gotcha. and um more, you know, sensitive to the fact that right. we just passed a pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. You know, and um we should be grateful that we're still alive and that we still have those that we love around us. And, right. you know, it's anything like this can happen again. We never yeah. knew that it was going to happen. So when yeah. it happened, this can happen again, not right. in this sense. But yeah, yeah, that's just, what you're saying. we got to keep feeling, you yeah. know, being well prepared, healthy, right. yeah. with health mentally and right stuff like whoa yeah no i get that i get that um i think that if i were to answer the question what are the first thing we'll take for granted is probably time and i think uh uh not to get too conspiracy theories but the whole american health care thingy um and you're free to ask questions if you want uh the whole just the whole time thing the whole health care thingy and you know i think i think uh i think moving forward i think that's probably the thing that's taken for granted for most i think that 
look at us as as a post 9-11 world like Mm -hmm. you barely even catch a a memorial about it on tv now but you know i don't know how long it's been ago go ahead um i was watching the news and um i saw or i heard something really really um insightful yeah so they were kind of like comparing the two right covid situation plus the um right versus the 911 uh-huh. right um situation and the difference was why people were able to cope and deal and regroup and get past 911 they said much better than we will with this situation right. is because we had love uh-huh. and like care and concern right which we do but there's not much love there's more worry and there's much more like polarization um, going on like man why did this happen like instead of like thank god we're still okay yeah you know so it's like the mindset of like oh no we need to help people who are affected or or, right you know in the middle of night um yeah new york yeah versus why are we stuck in this you know right why is corona even like who did this yeah you know like it, exactly that's what the contrast was and it was yeah pretty, it made sense yeah i think um i definitely didn't feel like there was like a unified front and we're already kind of in more of a a non-unified kind of vibe right now politically um which probably could be for another podcast going into depth with that but just that that unification that the country had at 9-11 versus now is totally a different thing. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, a lot of things weren't on tape back in 9-11 that probably were going on at the time. But at that time, it was about America and right. America didn't feel... At that time, America just felt like America and even though it did have a history of treating everybody well different, it was still America. And I had, I, mean, I even had my flag in the window <laughs> driving around where it's this one it's like yeah this happened but oh yeah we got tape of this and that and stuff but we're going to go into that later Mm -hmm. because we're already on our time but yeah so in closing you know i think that it's good to still be here and if you're listening to this then you're probably in good shape i believe (laughs) um to hear this and you know this is one of my first podcasts i'm trying i got uh featuring d uh coming on here which i i've kind of just defaulted to a name of calling the red herb podcast there's a talk there's a story behind that name <laughs> i'm going to stick with that um uh, uh long story short is actually from an old video game resident evil 2 mm. but the properties of the herb was that it was healing mm. but it was still transparency because i do want to get a little kind of raw and uncut and transparent but i think i gotta work my way up to that because i've been so quiet <laughs> all right so we're going to wrap up that podcast any, any final thoughts or remarks before we wrap up just know that um, as much as I hate to sing, this too shall pass, it right. does. And it's also definitely um, true that it can be a blessing in disguise. It's just a matter of how you look at it. It could be an eye opener if you use it to you know, our best interest and we can really work to better ourselves through this. Gotcha. So I just wanted to. All right. All right. Cool. All right. So this is D and Dilio signing out. We'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. Let me know if you heard this. Give me some feedback. Don't just listen to this thing and then don't say anything. Help us out. Hashtag Red Herb. That's it. All right. We're out. Peace. (laughs) Bye.